Hello, welcome to the DBT Book Club. My name is Tana and I'm a new reader. I'm happy to read this book for you guys because I have read this book before and it was incredibly helpful to me because it helped me feel a lot better emotionally and mentally. I suggest you guys though to keep a little notebook where you can write down useful information or worksheets or anything you would like to remember and apply from the book. It will help you just in case you need to go back and look through the topics and revise so you can apply these things effectively in your daily life. I am going to be reading from page 123. It's on chapter 6, Basic Emotion Regulation Skills. So you guys can turn over to that page if you have a digital or a physical copy. If not, you can just listen to my voice, that's fine as well. What are Emotion Regulation Skills? As you've already learned, emotion regulation skills will help you cope with your reactions to your primary and secondary emotions in new and more effective ways. Remember, you can't always control what you feel, but you can control how you react to those feelings. These are some of the most important techniques to learn in dialectical behaviour therapy, so you might not be surprised that you've already been practicing some of them in the chapters on distress tolerance and mindfulness skills. The four skill groups in dialectical behaviour therapy, distress tolerance, mindfulness, emotion regulation and interpersonal effectiveness, overlap and reinforce each other because this helps you learn the skills more easily and to remember them more quickly. In dialectical behaviour therapy, there are nine emotion regulation skills that will help you gain control of your emotions and the behaviours associated with them. These skills are as follows. 1. Recognising your emotions. 2. Overcoming the barriers to healthy emotions. 3. Reducing your physical vulnerability. 4. Reducing your cognitive vulnerability. 5. Increasing your positive emotions. 6. Being mindful of your emotions without judgment. 7. Emotion exposure. 8. Doing the opposite of your emotional urges. 9. Problem solving. This chapter will cover the first five emotion regulation skills and the next chapter will cover the last four skills. As in the previous chapters, the exercises in these two chapters They'll build on each other, so make sure that you do the exercises in order. Recognising your emotions. Learning how to recognise your emotions and their effect on your life is the first step to controlling your high-intensity emotional reactions. Very often, people spend their lives paying little attention to how they feel. As a result, there are a lot of important things happening inside them that they know little about. The same holds true for people struggling with overwhelming emotions, but to occurs in a different way. Very often, people struggling with this problem recognise the tidal wave of distressing emotions that overcomes them, such as sadness, anger, guilt, shame, and so on, but by the time they recognise the tidal wave, it's too late to do anything about it. To control your overwhelming emotional reactions, it's first necessary to slow down the emotional process so it can be examined. And then, after it's examined, you can make healthier decisions. This exercise will help you begin this process 
By examining an emotional situation that has already occurred in the past, it will require you to be as honest with yourself as possible. The purpose of this exercise is to discover what emotions you are feeling, both primary and secondary emotions, and then figure out how those emotions affected your actions and feelings later on. Let's consider an example. Ling struggled with overwhelming emotions that often got out of control. One evening, she came home from work and found her husband drunk on the sofa again. He refused to go to psychotherapy, and he didn't consider himself an alcoholic, so he wouldn't go to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. Ling immediately felt angry, so she started screaming at her husband, calling him a worthless drunk. But he just lay there without arguing or moving. She wanted to hit him, but she didn't. After a few minutes, Ling started to feel hopeless and ashamed too. She had tried everything to help her husband, but nothing seemed to work. She didn't feel like she could stay in her marriage any longer, but she also didn't believe in divorce. Ling went to the bathroom and locked herself in. She thought about killing herself to end the pain she was feeling. But instead, she took out a razor and started cutting herself on her leg, just enough to make herself bleed. That night, she forgot to set her alarm because she was too upset. So she missed the first few hours of work and got reprimanded by her manager. Ling's story is common for many people. Using this story, let's follow the six-step process that will help you recognize your emotions. One. What happened? This is your opportunity to describe the situation that led to your emotions. In this example, Ling comes home and once again finds her husband drunk. He refuses to get help or to talk about his problem. Two, why do you think that situation happened? This is an opportunity for you to identify the potential causes of your situation. This is a very important step because the meaning that you give to the event will often determine what your emotional reaction is to that event. For example, if you think someone hurt you on purpose, you will react very differently than if you think someone hurt you by accident. Here, Ling believes that her husband is an alcoholic who hates her and regrets marrying her in the first place, so he has just given up on his life to hurt her. Three, how did the situation make you feel, both emotionally and physically? Try to identify both primary and secondary emotions if you can. Learning how to identify your emotions will take practice, but it will be worth the effort that you make. If you need help finding words to describe how you feel, see the list of commonly felt emotions in chapter three. Also, try to identify how you were feeling physically. Emotions and physical sensations, especially muscle tension, are strongly related. In this example, Ling's primary emotion is anger after seeing her husband drunk, and then she feels the secondary emotions of hopelessness and shame. Physically, she notices that all the muscles in her face and arms become very tense, and she feels sick to her stomach. Four. What did you want to do as a result of how you felt? This question is very important because it identifies our urges. 
Often, when a person is overwhelmed with emotions, he or she has the urge to say or do something that is drastic, painful, or extremely dangerous. However, the person doesn't always do these things. Sometimes the urges are just thoughts and impulses. When you start to notice what you want to do and compare it with what you actually do, the results can be the cause for hope. If you can control some urges, chances are good that you can control other urges too. In this example, Ling had the urge to do two things that would have been very dangerous and deadly. Hit her husband and kill herself to end her pain. Thankfully, she didn't do either one, which later gave her hope that she could control the other urges as well. 5. What did you do and say? This is where you identify what you actually did as a result of your emotions. In this example, Ling locks herself in her bathroom and begins to mutilate herself. She also yells at her husband and calls him a worthless drunk. 6. How did your emotions and actions affect you later? Here, you can identify the longer-term consequences of what you felt and did. In Ling's example, she oversleeps for work the next morning since she forgets to set her alarm and she is disciplined by her boss, which puts her job at risk. That is it for this episode. I hope you guys liked it. In the next episode, Kate is going to be reading a worksheet and you guys will have the opportunity to examine a past incident in your life and recognize what emotions you felt due to these incidents, what actions you took due to these emotional reactions, and what outcomes you had to face due to these actions. I am very happy that you guys have taken this step towards self-improvement. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We will see you for the next episode. I hope you have a great day. Goodbye.